it out. For me, it is very simple, it's completely natural for everybody. A life which is completely loose and free, truly free, not, not the egoic sense of freedom, but a life that is free and kind and open and empty also, that doesn't need to rehearse or to plan for any action, for any encounter, that arises in the full trust of life. Not some imaginary projection, but seeing that you, my gosh, you know, you have absolutely no enemies in life naturally, except the way we think and how we fall into the trap of certain kind of thinking that mm, promotes and creates division and separation in ourselves. And how simple it is to get back on course, to get back again to the heart. It is not difficult. What may seem to be difficult is to be willing to let go of our attachments or projections. Of the dictates of our mind and personality. So the truth, what is referred to as truth, is sublimely simple. It is not something that anybody, nobody needs to perfect truth. It has never been done. Nobody needs to perfect truth. You can only discover it. But it has many ways of expressing itself, because it is truth, or in the form of consciousness, that creates all these religions and ways and so on, as mirrors to facilitate its own self-recognition. It is consciousness that does it. And so, in another way, uh, it starts off with the consciousness believing itself to be its conditioning and the belief, I am this body. That is also an expression of consciousness. And um, it's very slow to awaken to the full truth when you have a firm idea that you are your conditioning. It is almost impossible. And it is that uh, that is what you may call the evolutionary drive uh, to maturity, spiritual maturity, realization of the self. But here the emphasis is not about that. Here we start at the place that if truth is truth, it must, and it is said to be infinite then it must be here now also. The truth is not waiting for a future time to be discovered. It, is, it has no concept of waiting. The truth is not patient, it is not waiting, what is called truth. So it must be here already. Then why is the, the question then, why is it so difficult to realise it? And then the real questioning starts. Then you may say, you enter into the field of self-inquiry, which is the most direct, the most simple, the most immediate way of realizing the self. It's possible. What is possible? 
for the mind somehow to be seen for how the mind is and for you to know the difference between your mind and yourself. If you know this, already everything is going to start to become very easy for you. And then to know what we have been referring to or regarding as ourself and to see if that is true or not. So some very simple things. Mm. Yes, yeah. Can you ask something you say? Yeah. Yes, yes, good. Sometimes it happens sometimes that I panic or that something happens and this brings me to I go in a, a place, a state where of strong, strong emotion. You're saying sometimes uh, you you some some panic comes, uh-huh. and uh, they bring you to a state of uh, strong emotion. Yeah, I mean, some some something happens, and mm-hmm. I panic, or I go in yeah in strong uh, emotions. Yes. Okay. There has to come a time when whatever manifests in your life, whatever comes in your mind or your body, whatever emotions, whatever thoughts, whatever feelings, are allowed or permitted just to happen, and you are aware of them, and a significant thing is pointed out to you, you are the awareness. Don't overlook this, because very often what we do is we are paying attention to the thing that is happening, to the thing that is playing. But to the weakness of the thing, we pay no attention. We have a strong desire to have some particular outcome happen, like these feelings should stop, or they should become beautiful, or I should be happy again, or whatever it is. But who you are perceiving the feeling, it is not questioned. No one introduced you to this. It is not even felt to be important. And yet here, it is crucial. It is very important that you you put attention, not on the apparent happening, but on the weakness of the happening. If you look in the direction of the of the events playing in your mind, then you'll panic. You say, Oh my god, you know, this is happening. Oh my and you'll you'll be involved in them. But when you're told, but pay attention only to the weakness in whose presence this momentary action is taking place. Be the witness. When that is heard, immediately your inner climate changes. It becomes much more spacious, more silent, more light, more easy. If you go again to the projection of the mind, then the vibrations are strong, the pulsations are strong. You are pointed to the witness, but be the witness of it. And immediately there's results. Immediately, not tomorrow or next week, but right in the high of the storm of your experience, you begin to discover the still weakness of that, or the still weaknessing of that. And if you care to go further, then you can be guided to the place beyond even the weakness, the local weakness. What I call the local weakness 
is that which is witnessing the events in your minds or your feeling, that which is witnessing that. I call that the local witness. <coughs> then you will come to see that even that local witness, by local witness, I mean the one who is witnessing, but has some investment, some preference to the experience of witnessing. So I say this one is also phenomenal. It is not yet the, the ultimate witness. When that is understood, then a deeper space is present in you. This is always here, but is rarely noticed by anybody. When you come to that recognition, and it doesn't have to take a long time, <coughs> it just depends on how your capacity to be open is. When you come to that seeing, then you will not be afraid anymore. You will let life play as emotion, as senses, as time, as change, as feeling. They will play. But you will know that you are the immutable or the unchanging awareness. You will know this, not learn that. You will know this thing. And satsang is for this knowing, this clear recognition inside you. Fears may come from time to time, but they will be momentary. They won't be routine. They won't live in you. But a change has to come where we are not just living as a person, but moving from a person into the state of presence. When you begin to recognize yourself as presence rather than as person. Person has history. Presence has no history. It is like pure space. It doesn't mean that you're blank, that you are dull, that you are you're boring. It doesn't mean any of the it doesn't mean anything, in fact. It simply is the space from which you are aware of your senses, your mind, your feelings, uh, your intentions, all of these things are watched from here. But you are not a victim of your own perception. All that I'm telling you is already natural into your being. It's already everything I'm saying is already natural. It's not or this is not your to-do list. I'm only pointing you to what is already so, but it is not recognized as it is, because we hold another version of who we are in our mind. And as long as we retain the identity that we are a person, this is how I am, this is my history, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I am this or that then to that extent you will be either blind or free. So don't pay so much attention to these things. Oh, even sometimes fear comes. Okay, fear comes, fear goes. Excitement comes, excitement goes. You know? Even joy arises. Joy also goes sometimes. Don't mind these. They are part of the fluid expression of consciousness. And they are the change for Find that which is the unchanging. It is right here. It is not one micromillimeter away from you. When you say I, I can mean different things. I can just mean my body, my this is me. When you refer to yourself as your body, I can say I am this body. Many people live in the in the idea or the notion that very strong, limited, limited notion. I am this body, and that's it. So I can function as the body. I can function as your personality, your mind, and conditioning also. So when you say I, you have a sense of history. 
of culture, of, uh, of race, of gender, as whatever it is. I can become presence, meaning beyond the body, the intelligent principle inside the body mm. that perceive time and change, but itself is not physical. Then the power of that seeing already bears very beautiful fruits. Then also I can mean the absolute awareness. But for the most part, when we use the word I, the term I, we are really referring to the ego. When we say I, almost always you are speaking as ego, meaning I am this body, I am my personality, I am who I believe I am through my conditioning. That is called ignorance, you see. But all of this can change. You're not going to be changing and becoming somebody else. In fact, you're going to be changing to become your unchanging self. Mm. A kind of paradox, it mm. seems. So I don't want to talk about these things. If I talk, it's because there are people who are really listening somehow inside the heart. When you listen inside your heart, whatever changes need to happen, they are occurring spontaneously. You are identifying yourself as a kind of psychological entity. So our troubles are plentiful, because almost always our troubles are psychologically based. When you know yourself to be beyond your psychological functioning, then your world will be a much lighter place, your joy more prolonged your silence undisturbed, your joy continuous. All troubles come because we give far too much importance to our thoughts and feelings also, and projections. And they occupy and preoccupy our, th our thinking. We have not discovered the value of our stillness, of our silence. In our culture, these are not virtues anymore. Virtue is to make money, to be loud, to, to be noticed, to be powerful, to be rich, to be independent. These are called virtues. And almost nowhere is silence or emptiness valued, until we are desperate. Only when we are desperate, then we rediscover and have value for these things. Mm.